Hey, Shelly. Hey, Mary. Shelly. <laughs> I'm here, Mary. I'm right across the table. <laughs> this is um, Fast and Testimony Sunday. Yeah, and Diana's here. Hi. Oh, she's going to help us with the intro. Oh, We're talking about something that is so bizarre to me. I have no idea how this really works. But <laughs> she does. Anagramma money? Anna, Anna, Bananagrams. Bananagrams. Oh, we're talking about bananagrams. <laughs> mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is it, Diana? The Enneagram. Enneagram. Does that mean you can be anything you want? Any oh, thing. <laughs> it actually kind of does. Oh, and you'll no. find out how when oh, we get into it. Okay. Oh, we're excited. Let's do yeah. it. All right. Be right back. We are supported by new dating apps. Hey, listeners, raise your hand if you think dating after Mormonism is difficult. Probably 95% of our listeners are raising their hands right now. <laughs> you know, it's hard meeting someone and having to explain your whole wacky Mormon upbringing. Oh, uh, we went through this. And since your faith transition, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Oh, that is challenging. Mm -hmm. Check out New. It's an ex-Mormon dating app available for download on both Android and iPhone. Are you ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your story? I know I am. (laughs) Oh, wait. Too late. (laughs) (laughs) Visit newdating.app and learn more. That's newdating.app. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. My name is Mary. My name is Shelly. I'm Diana. <laughs> oh, that must mean it's Fast and Testimony Sunday. That's what it's looking like. It's always a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> yeah. to me. You know what? And... Redbubble sent us an extra t-shirt. <gasps> oh, that's so right. We're giving it to Diana, we, right? We're giving it to Diana. It's the um, doing the work of the adversary tee. I'm really, really excited with to wear it. one star. <laughs> I love, love a little baseball tee that has a positive message. Everybody loves a baseball tee. God, I wish you'd been wearing it when the Sister Missionaries showed up at your house. Oh, oh we can talk oh, about yeah, that. yeah. We oh, should talk about that. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Did you hate... And I still do. It was typically the men returning from their missions. They would call it the mish. The mish? Yeah. So on my mish. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> I mean, of course I did. Well, of course you did. Even when I was all in, I hated it. Is it a, the mish. Is it a particular thing to Mormons that they shorten everything? They're just trying to make it sound cooler than it is. Did I tell this story on your podcast once about when I, so I did my last two years of high school in Utah and having grown up in Virginia where people just freely used curse words. (laughs) Oh, the swears. That's right. The the swears. Mm -hmm. How when I got there that there were kids that would just say like, pho and bid. Yeah, you've talked about that. that Yeah, right? So Mm -hmm. is this just like, why do Mormons do this? Because they're trying to make it cool. The The mish. Mormons got a mish. I was on my mish. I mean, that is is the thing they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything to try to make it cooler than it is. Because deep down, every Mormon missionary knows that it's the dorkiest thing they're ever going to do in their entire life. It's dorky as shit. It's so stupid. It's so embarrassing. It is. It really is. These two girls, I'm assuming, but Ben actually said, that's the first thing we should have asked, is what are your preferred pronouns? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Just right at the start. Yeah, back up. Tell us what happened, Diana. You want the story right now? Yeah, Yeah, do do it. Fuck it. Do it. So we live in suburbia. And I see the sister missionaries walking up and down our street rather frequently. They have never stopped at our house before. We've had the elders come like once or twice, but it was always Ben that was home. I was never there. I won't talk to them. So it's 7.30. We're watching the Caps game. C-A-P-S. Caps, Caps, Caps. They interrupted the Caps game? (laughs) They interrupted the Caps game. Oh, my God. To be fair, the game last night needed interrupting. It was a stinker. But (laughs) very, like, I'm going to do it on the table. You're going to be able to hear it. A very, like, jolly... Oh, God. Like the, oh. (laughs) Way to go. You disturbed the dogs, Diana. Leave it in, Dan. Way to go. They don't know that I'm knocking from inside the house. You can knock from, like, inside the bathroom, and they will bark and run to the front Um, door. I know dogs are supposed to be smart, but. (laughs) It's really funny. So they knocked, and I looked at Ben, and I was like, what? Who at 7.37 p.m. on a Saturday night, who is knocking on our door? With that knock in particular. I was like, either I'm going to be really excited, or I'm going to be really disappointed. And I was really disappointed. It was the sister missionaries. And oh, I looked God. at them and I was like, okay, I'm answering the door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I opened the door and they said, hi. And then they complimented my hair. <laughs> and I had the thought that I wanted to say, oh, interesting, because I couldn't have had this hair when I was Mormon. But I didn't mm-hmm. say that. And then they fumbled and bumbled their way through who they were and where they were from. And I interrupted and said, oh, yes, I'm aware of who you are. <laughs> oh, have you ever known any Mormons? <laughs> I'm surprised they said Mormon. Well, 
They had to have. I think they've let it be okay now. I think Satan was like, okay, y'all can go ahead and fucking use that They had to have said Mormons. It's not a win for me anymore. I don't know what else they would have said. Maybe members. I don't Mm. know. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, everyone in my whole life. And they said, oh, really? And what was your experience? (laughs) Well, I'm triggering right now. Does that tell you anything? I want to say, like, um, if you feel my hands, they're super clammy and I'm shaking. And my heart is beating out of my chest because I just want to scream all of the things at you. Mm -hmm. And at this point, when they said, what was your experience? I was like, oh, not great. And one of them was like, oh, it sounds like they've hurt you. Oh, God. (laughs) And Ben interrupts and goes, okay. Okay, no, this isn't good for anybody. Like, what are we? Uh-uh, this is over. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's probably right. And then we just shut the door. And as we're shutting the door, they're like, okay, we'll have a good evening. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish they would come here. And then it took us I an know. hour to calm down. Oh, Send sorry. them here. Send them. Say, I yes, have some I have investigators. Do you really want to give our address? Well, we're going to move in a few months anyway. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I would love for them to come and I'd be like, Come on I, in and be a guest on our podcast. So I would love for <laughs> them to come sure. so that you could actually see what your reaction would be. Because That's true. Ben and I have gone through every possible Ooh, scenario FaceTime us of, next what, time. of what our responses would be. And every time we just get so activated yeah. and like, ah, I just all the things. And it's not their fault. Like yeah. they, those two people, like it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was just. You know, it makes me think, I was thinking this the other day. Yes, I am anti-Mormon. Am I anti-Mormon members? No, they're humans that are fucking brainwashed. Some of them are assholes that I want to kick in the face, but they are brainwashed. Am I anti-Mormon leadership? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Do I think some of them know what's going on and they do it anyway? Fuck yeah. I think there's some really, really bad people. But I don't hate Mormons. Like, I don't hate my family. I don't hate the sister missionaries that came to your house. My niece came and stayed the night. I don't hate her. Mm -hmm. I hate the organization. Right. I really, really do. Right. It's hard to explain that to people, particularly people who are in. And also, situation to situation is different. Like, I have certain Mormons that I am much more friendly with than others. Like, it just, it isn't a blanket across the board, this is how it goes for all people. And Mm -hmm, after they left, we, of course, ran every scenario possible of just answering the door and saying something like— Kiss my ass. Well, that's one of the scenarios. (laughs) How do you feel about being a part of a church that treats women as second-class citizens Mm -hmm, and seeing the two faces of these— poor people just yeah. drop and like yeah. how are they going to answer that or have you heard about the hundred billion have you heard about the hundred billion <laughs> yeah. or how do you feel about the church's treatment of lgbtq people and the fact that they don't even treat them as equal humans yeah. yep and then the cherry on top is always how do you feel about your founder being a con man who raped little girls mm-hmm. yeah let's just always end there <laughs> yeah that's always a good time to wrap this up it's time to wrap this up <laughs> just gonna give you something to think about mm-hmm. take this and uh, if you want to discuss more yeah come, come on, on back, back. I bet you what would happen next is the elders show up at your door. Oh, The elders with their priesthood, oh, we we know things. Because the sisters would probably have to report back to the elders because you have to report to a man if you're a woman doing anything in the church. Even though these are all probably the same age kids, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, the girls are likely older. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the girls are older. (laughs) Yeah. And they have to report back to some, like, whippersnapper that's younger than them. Whippers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, boomer. um, That that has the priesthood. And I bet they're like, oh, we'll we'll go talk to them then, thinking that somehow they, with their knowledge because they're men, Mm -hmm. are going to come and um, set you straight. set me straight. Yeah. I mean, clearly, some man needs to talk to me, yeah. and that's all that needs. Mm-hmm. This was the first and only time <laughs> since I had my name removed that I felt like, oh, I kind of wish my name was still on the records because then I would be able to be a do not contact, whereas mm-hmm. now I just am like everybody else. So they just showed up. I mean, they didn't show up because they knew we used to be Mormon. They clearly had no idea. Ben's like, you should have opened the door and said, we have a sign here specifically so that you will not knock on my door. I think that Mormon missionaries don't know know that solicitors are actually who they are. They think solicitors are salespeople. Do you you remember? No religious. No proselytizing. Whatever. But do you remember when we were in Utah, we did um, a podcast with Godless Revolution, Mm -hmm. and on their door said no solicitors, but it was a picture of a male and female (gasps) missionary. (laughs) I need that. You need it. You need it. Shout out to Godless Revolution. Oh, do they make that? They sure. I, I would sure put they got that it somehow. Dan, Dan Ellis, not Dan. Leave it in Dan. Dan Ellis from Godless Revolution. Let us know where you got your plaque. Yeah. Plaque. Is that the word you're looking? I was going to say refrigerator magnet, but that's not what it was. And then I got stumped. <laughs> well, stumped. Today. I don't want any solicitors, but they are the top of mm-hmm. the list of people I do not want knocking on my door. And that's funny. You could just Oof. put no LDS. 
you know what? I might take like a a dry erase or a window marker mm-hmm. and just draw a giant red circle. Around the Book of Mormon. Around the Book a, of Mormon. Eh. You know, oh, sorry. A little bit of a tangent with watching them. One of them's holding a Book of Mormon, obviously. Right. Book of Mormon and a cell phone. And I was like, uh-uh, <clears throat> why? So she can show a video on her cell phone, some fucking heart cell video. Godly sorrow. There it is. <laughs> Please come to my house and show me that video, sisters. If you're listening, Washington, like, D.C., North Mission, whatever, listening. like, get your ass here and show me godly sorrow. South, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> I really want to say, well, like, again, so many things I want to say, but one mm-hmm. of them is, I hope that this experience has upset you, and then I hope that you will take your cell phone and call your mother. And go the fuck home and, and have a life. go home. But you won't call your mom because no. you're not allowed to because no. it's not Christmas Day How or would they Mother's know? Day. Well, they're allowed to FaceTime oh, once sure. a week now. What? Yeah. As soon oh, as they step out of your house, she could call her mother. Who would know? Oh, I'm sure they look at the They Lord. look at their the phone. Oh, I bet they do. the records on your phone. I'm sure they do. Yeah, can, they don't get to just Can't you even... delete recents on your phone? I mean, these children can probably do anything because <laughs> they are millennials. the generation. No, they're not Gen millennials. Z. Yeah. I'm a millennial. That's right. Well, I am a, <laughs> I am I? no millennial. I'm an Xer. Oh, Gen X. That's right. We're Gen mm-hmm. Xers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, that was my lovely Saturday night. Fun for you. Fun yeah. for Diana. Right. Sorry. Mm. Does that somehow segue into a phone no. pod? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it does not segue into the Enneagram, okay. except for how my reaction was pretty standard. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> well, I could sure get behind a phone pod. Let's and do once it. again, it's courtesy of Bryce Blankenegel <sighs> from Naked Mormonism <sighs> Podcast. Diana, we're getting this one. Okay. And by the way, fuck you, Bryce Blankenegel. <laughs> we're getting this one. We're getting it. I think you just jinxed it. Because okay. you're so oh, no. mean-spirited, you're not going to get it right. Mm. But I think that the spirit has left us. The spirit, not, the spirit left me a long time ago. And it's not going to help us have whatever voodoo powers mm. the spirit has. Mm. Don't you remember helps us. when the spirit left me? And when you got your nose piercing. Yep. When that needle went, went through, through your nose. my nose. Okay. Spirit escaped out of that new nose hole. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it happens every time. So I think you need to say your favorite expression. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Okay. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is the evening and the morning star. Oh, oh I know it. I know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do? We know that. Uh-huh. But I'm okay. writing it down anyways. The evening and the morning star. Isn't that just uh, Jesus and Satan? Yeah. Okay, so no. What? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It is. There well, might also be another. All right, but- maybe that's like a recent-ish colloquialism, because that's not the- <sighs> That was a big word. I was just going to say, I'm really proud of how effortlessly <laughs> you- Effortlessly you said that word. I'm going to say it right now for the first time ever in my life. you a lot of effort, though. Colloquialism. Nope. Colloquialism. Mary. Yes, that's it. That's it. Which one? Should we ask Siri? Do it. You go ahead. All right. Hey, Siri, pronounce colloquialism. <laughs> Here's what I found. Oh, she sucks, but it says, hey, Siri, pronounce colloquial lawyerism. <laughs> lawyerism? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's not going to help you <laughs> with that. Fuck you, Siri. Mm-hmm. Okay. We could go to dictionary.com if you really care. No, I'm good. I will I never say hear, the word I again. I just want to hear you say it again. Colloquialism, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now we're all second guessing. The more you say a word, the more you're like, I'm just going to go to dictionary.com right now. That is a tricky one. Colloquialism. Colloquialism. There you go. I don't even know what it means, though. So it's like, uh, what is the definition of a word or phrase that is not formal or literary? So it's like conversational. Mm, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like uh, Like Satan and Jesus for (laughs) this thing. I'm more about the conversational conversations. (laughs) So, what is the evening? What does Bryce say it is? Okay, I'm going to give you a tiny bit of background. The American frontier was fraught with propaganda and bullshit. <laughs> the ticket to any successful religion or movement was having its own printing press. Some cheap equipment and a good editor almost inevitably led to thousands of followers in a few short years. Joseph Smith was no idiot and recognized the formula of other religions. The Campbellites had the Christian Baptist and Millennial Harbinger. The Shakers had the Friend and Advocate. And many other groups had their own printing press as well. So the Evening and the Morning Star was the first Mormon printing press, established in Jackson County, Missouri, of course. In this paper, in addition to current events and advertisements, Joe's revelations were printed before they were collected into books, which became the Doctrine and Covenants. 
Many of his revelations were controversial, including passages about the Lamanites <laughs> vexing this nation with a sore vexation. Oh, mm. it's a lot of vexing. Vex you, Joseph Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should start saying. Just to clean it up for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and the property of the Gentiles falling into the hands of God's anointed, the oh, Gentiles. God. This was going on post-Indian Removal Act in the largest and furthest west city in America, which was bordered by native resettlement reserves. Hmm. Everybody loves a little colonialism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Colonization. What's not to like, right? Yeah. Even though the name of the newspaper was the Evening and the Morning Star. Oh, is it the the printing press? The printing press. I think the name of the printing press was taken from Satan and Jesus. Yeah. To get partial credit. Because Jesus is the Morning Star (laughs) and Satan is the Evening Star, right? Right. He doesn't go into that. I'm pretty sure I learned that from My Turn on Earth. Okay. Um, Have you watched that yet? I haven't. We have it on our list. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. It's a personal fave. So, let's see. It came to a head in 1833. A mob formed and burned the printing press building to the ground. Mm -hmm. Tarred and feathered, whipped, shot, and stabbed a few of the members there. One Mormon died. Which, by the way, was always told to us as religious persecution. Mm -hmm. That's not the true story. Not at all. Yeah, no, because I think this was in retaliation. Yeah. uh, for an article mm-hmm. called Free People of Color, oh, which advertised that Mormon missionaries would teach freed slaves and mulattoes how to read if they came to church service from oh, Missouri, the northernmost slave state. This was a massive threat to the society they'd built. Wow. This is all very complicated, isn't it? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same today. It's like when these missionaries go to these third world countries— Developing countries is what we call them now. Shit. Sorry. It's okay. Everybody needs to learn. <laughs> is it developing countries yeah, now? That's okay. What... When these missionaries go to these developing countries and they're like, hey, come to church and you can get baptized and then you have usage of the bishop's storehouse and blah, blah, blah. It's oh, never yes. just let me help just you and you do whatever you want. Just white Americans because yes. that's always the right thing to mm-hmm. do. No, there's Book no of preser- Mormon the musical. There's no preservation mm-hmm. of their own culture or Assimilate. preferences or yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. After the fire, the press was retrieved from the burned building and transported to Kirtland, where they resumed printing news and Joe's revelations under the title Evening and Morning Star. It's kind of interesting, though, that he used it to print his, you know, quote, revelations, and then Mm -hmm. these things became the Doctrine and Covenants, it sounds like. These rando editorials. (laughs) That he plagiarized from other people. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, God said, and people are like, well, if Joseph said God said, then yeah, God said. Yeah. And this sounds so weird, but Mormons still do that today. Mm. They take stuff that is printed in the ensign. Am I right? As the this ensign. is what, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it we already called the ensign. Did it drive you nuts when people said ensign? I don't oh, that know if anyone me. ever said that. Oh, my goodness. There would always be like one or two people in the ward that would pronounce it ensign. And I was like, that is not how you say it. <laughs> That's funny. So it's not how you say it? It's well, ensign. it is in the world. Yeah, but in Mormonism, but Mormons it's the call ensign. It the ensign. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's Oh, listen. yes. Ensign. Oh. Is this oh, another no. term that Mormons fucked up? Yes. Do it again. Ensign. Yes. <sighs> so you would know that they were a convert if they pronounced it ensign. Because oh if you God. are Mormon through and through, you call it the ensign. <laughs> I think people's minds are being blown right now listening like, oh my God, so. it's not Ensign? What? <laughs> I know. Like that's the most offensive thing. Well, because thing. that's a position in the military. Yeah. A flag or standard, especially a military or a naval one, indicating nationality. There you go. Wow. Mercy me. Well, I'll have to double check uh, with Bryce about the Evening and Morning right. Star being named for like Satan and credit, Jesus. Please. I would like yeah, a half okay. buzzer, please. This Thank is you. the second <laughs> month I mean, a in a row that we've gotten that. <laughs> yeah, where's our half credit? a half ding. Half ding? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Not sure how to do a half ding. We'll you just do ding and buzzer at the same time. <laughs> you can wow. do that, right? It gives yeah. a good ding buzz. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Shall we take a quickie little break before we get into uh, Enneagramology? You got it. Bananarama. No. <laughs> yep. You added the Bananarama? <laughs> okay. Be right back. We are supported by apostate coffee, a damn good cup of joe. I would like to bear my testimony that you will love this blend with every fiber of your being. Uh, you mean... 
Bean? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the Les Bean medium dark variety roasted in small batches to ensure freshness, zero bitterness, and balanced acidity. With the sacred, not secret combo of caramel and cocoa, very fancy. Mm-hmm. This coffee will nourish and strengthen your body. Nice. So stop drinking subpar coffee. Give the Les Bean blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. That's apostatecoffee.com. We are back. So in preparation for this episode, Diana had us take the Enneagram <laughs> quiz, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And not okay. give her the answer she said, but Although Mary I didn't read I, the instructions. Yeah, I didn't read the instructions. I did anyway. No. It meant nothing to me. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I sent you both a test. There's tons of free tests online. And I think it's not gospel, like whatever test you take and the answer that you get. The reason I have one that I send to people to take just gives a jumping off point, a starting point, and then you can sort of delve into what you feel like is accurate. So the Enneagram is similar to Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. That's really the only other one that I have E-N-T-P. ever done. Ooh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can never remember off the top of my head <laughs> what I am, but it's not that. Um, <laughs> You're E... Something. I always think oh, of J. Yeah, you got a J. E-N-T-J, you got a J. Yeah, uh-huh. well, for sure I have the <laughs> No, I got the J. I always think of ear, nose, and throat. That oh, too. Yeah. Okay. E-N-T-J. Maybe that's why. <laughs> ear, nose, throat, and jaw, baby. That's and super jaw. easy. <laughs> There's other personality tests. I'm blanking on what any of them are because I've... I How do you spell Enneagram? Enneagram. I got this. I got this. E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, and I'm a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. Not but a in thing. case anyone wants to look that up. Yes. Enneagram has become pretty popular in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. as personality tests often do, because people find it fun to sort mm-hmm. of learn about themselves and how they relate to other people in particular situations. So the Enneagram has some old tradition and history behind it, but it was brought into Western psychology in like the 60s and 70s. These two guys named Oscar Ichezo and Claudio Naranjo, they are sort of credited with popularizing it in how it relates to our current psychology. And there's many teachers that are teaching it now, and I have two books in front of me by three different people. And I actually have a fourth book that I lent out to a friend. So there's lots of people that are taking these ideas and sort of incorporating them into their therapeutic practices, life coaching work, that sort of a thing. How did you get into it? I'm trying to remember the very first time. My friend Kelsey is a therapist and she might be the first person I ever heard talk about the Enneagram. And she's sort of my Enneagram nerd friend. And I have a couple others that are into it. So there's nine types. Let's start there. Okay. I believe, and this is from, I'll give you all the names and you'll have all these links, but there is a neurobiologist named Dr. Jerome Lube, and he believes, and lots of others do as well, that we're all nine types. It's just how we are most efficient. So when you hear people say, I'm a type blank, that's their most efficient area of the nine. But we all have a little bit of all nine. That's why when you said any of something at the beginning in our intro, like that you can be any of them Mm -hmm. and you can, and you'll have different times of stress or of health or of activation when you'll see these different types kind of be more at the forefront of your behavior, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And there's arrows from one to the other. So you'll see sort of correlation that people who are typically, let's say a four, might go to a two when they're in stress or a one when they're in health. Like there are some mm. patterns that when are pretty consistent. When does yellow play into it? Yellow doesn't. <laughs> Elemental P also doesn't either. These are the things that Shelly is going to say. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have done a lot of reading and, like I said, have found it to be very helpful. I like labels. Mm-hmm. Some people really don't. I really do. So when I found the Enneagram and discovered what my type was, I really liked that it gave me this kind of solid thing that I could hold on to. Framework? Sure. It's become really popular. There's tons of Instagram accounts that do like memes based on each type. Instagram for Enneagram? Oh, yeah. Just saying. Um, Insta Enneagram. (laughs) I'm going to sing it. In a candy gram. I don't know. A singing telegram. Oh, my God. I am a <laughs> singing chart. telegram. Um, name that movie. I don't know. What? What? <gasps> I am a singing telegram. I am a singing telegram. 
and then there's a gunshot. Oh, no. Oh, nobody knows. Uh, <gasps> Pulp Fiction? No. I'm going to try. Um, Think 80s. Blues Brothers. Oh, goodness. Okay, it's from Clue. <laughs> Many of the listeners oh. were screaming into the Flames ether. Flames on the side of my face. Teeming breaths. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, not Enneagram related, although I am positive that if you Googled it, you could probably discover the Enneagram type of all of the Clue characters. And now I'm very interested and I'm definitely going to oh, look that up later. Oh, right. I was just reminded of Clue really recently at the movies. What did we see? Oh, Knives Out. Knives Out. Reminds you seen it, me Diana? Clue. You oh, would probably so like you and Ben. Go check it out. If you like so Clue, good. you would like that. We'll do it. I love both. Easy, love dog. Okay. okay. So I wanted you to take the test, and I wanted you to not tell each other what your results were. You have taken the test before. Yes. I've sent it to you at yeah. least once. Ben thinks yes. maybe I've even sent it to you twice. I, yeah. This might be my third test. It might be. And I think you get a different answer every time. <laughs> Remind me of what I was the no. last. Well, I don't know if I remember. The only thing I remember from the first time you took the test is that you both came back as the same number. Did we? And Ben and I looked at each other and thought, well, There's that's no not. Way. That's oh, I don't just not true. <laughs> I mean, it could be, to be fair. Mm-hmm. One of the differences with the Enneagram from a lot of other personality tests is that you really, as an individual, are the only one that's going to be able to know what your number is because it's about your motivations and your fears internally. Like, Mm. what are you scared of and what motivates you? And a lot of people have a pretty good shell up or persona of how they appear to people. And, like, you just can't guess. I have a number that I have thought Shelly was forever, and I'm pretty sure you're not really. Wait, what I was the it, number? Nope, not going to tell you. <laughs> I want to. I'll be- tell you after we have the conversation oh, okay. about what your number is. <laughs> okay, got it. But you've never tested as this number, mm-hmm. and I've asked you so many questions over the last couple of years <laughs> to try to be like, what is she? Well, okay, so does it make a difference if you are answering in this sort of way that you operate in the world versus answering completely drunk? <laughs> sure. That. So they both had had a little bit to drink, and I wondered if that would be helpful or harmful to taking the test, and I'm not Yeah, we took the test last night at a brewery, so. (laughs) Full 100% accuracy on these results. 100%. So in one of these books, it goes through the nine types, and I'm not going to get super nerdy and deep dive into this. This is really just to figure out what Mary and Shelly are. Right on. The podcast that Ben and I have, we have an Enneagram episode that gets a little bit deeper in. And there's so much out there that it would not be hard for you to find. But at the beginning of each chapter, there are 20 statements. So what we're going to start with is you're telling me what you got. And I'm going to read to you, maybe not all 20, but I'm going to read to you some of these statements. And we're going to see if we feel like these are even accurate Okay, am I going first? You can go first. I've noticed or... that your book is open to what no, it's like to be I a didn't. two. That was oh. a coincidence. Well, I but am a two. That, this test came back that you might be a two. Well, it says you are most likely a two. Okay. So let's think about some of these things. Okay. So this is not how you want to answer. This is not right. like, how would I be the best version of myself? No. Nope. No, no, no. Just like today, this right now. Me. Today, right because now. Because there's no right or wrong. There's no better number or worse number. I'm going to have the better number totally. No, you won't. Well, so, Ben's a, <laughs> so Ben is a nine, and that's always what he says. He's like, nine is definitely the best. Oh, God. <laughs> because it's the highest number. Man. So like, clearly it's the, it's the number. <laughs> and then I have another friend who can't decide if she's a nine or a four. So she's like, I'm a 13, so I'm better than everybody. There you go. Like, there's no better or worse. There's strength and weaknesses in all of them. So some of these statements, Shelly, when it comes to taking care of others, I don't know how or when to say no. That is correct. Are these (laughs) supposed to be statements about me that are true right now that you're reading? Yeah, like you can answer if they are or not. Mm -hmm. I'm working on that. I I am a great listener and I remember the stories that make up people's lives. Yeah, I think so. Correct. Sometimes I forget. Broad strokes. Broad strokes. (laughs) We're not talking like I know, Mary, a lot of details. Mary and I both are like, well. Yeah, I mean, details, no. But yeah, I think so. I think she's a really good listener. Thank you. What? Just kidding. <laughs> I am anxious to overcome misunderstandings in a relationship. 100%. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Anxious is like the understatement yeah. there. <laughs> like I freak the fuck out. That's, yeah. that's actually what um, it should say. <laughs> I feel drawn to influential or powerful people. Do you care? Um... Well, there was that one time that me and Ellen made out, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> there was that Cody Brown incident. 
<laughs> that was just funny. I, I, you know, you know what it is. I like being public, and so if there was someone, I would try to get a selfie with them and put it on social media. Does that count? Oh, I don't know that that like struggling you. to not go like super nerdy deep dive because I want to stay focused on this. And all then right, we next. Will get I just into don't know that things. really describes. Shelley. Yeah, the, the sure, fact that we had to discuss to. it for five minutes probably means oh. that it's like okay. There mm. you go. That's fan- <laughs> that is accurate. I think. Mm-hmm. I need to be acknowledged and appreciated for my contributions. 100%. Oh, 110%. Sure. <laughs> it seems like people who love me should already know what I need. Huh. Uh, no, that doesn't ring. Really. I'm just like that. browsing the rest of this 20, and I think that I would say with some certainty that you are a two. I am a oh, two. Yeah? Or you are most efficient in two energy. Do you want to know my wings, or is that going to go too deep? Um, I think you're a wing three. What does it say? Yeah, two wing three or three yeah. wing two. So that's what I was thinking. We were talking about the influential or powerful people. So they all have a name kind of assigned to them. Mm-hmm. The two is the helper. The three is the performer. Oh. So threes like to have this look that is somewhat important to them. I am a four and Mm. I have a very, very strong three wing. Okay. Which means I really can't tell sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel very confident that I am extremely efficient in four energy, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of three in me that's trying to like appear in a certain way. I feel like my score changed since doing this podcast. It influenced my answers, some of the things. Huh. Based on now how I live my life according to what I put into the podcast. So I'm interested in that because Shelly made a comment before we started recording similar that she thinks that her answers have changed or that her number would change. And we are all nine numbers, but I tend to think that your core number doesn't change. Well, like for instance, before the podcast, the question, do you ever feel overextended maybe is a question. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have said yes. Now okay. I say yes. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So- For the listeners, just in case there's any fours out there that are concerned that I won't get to all nine numbers, I am going to do a brief overview of all nine because I would be listening going, when are they going to talk about me? (laughs) (laughs) So each of the, they're grouped into threes. There's nine numbers. There's three groups, head, heart, and gut. And they each have a central sort of thing that they're looking for. Is two heart? Two is heart, yes. So two, three, and four, that's the group that we're in. Each of those three numbers are looking for connection through a different thing. Twos typically are looking for connection through helpfulness and attuning to the needs of other people. That seems to be accurate. Mm -hmm. That seems accurate for you. So I want a shirt that says twos rock or something like that. (laughs) We don't need to over-identify. Okay. (laughs) I do have a mug that has my four. Okay, over-identify. Oh, I mean, the four is the individualist. So there you go. I can definitely be accused of of over-identify. Oh, yeah. Mary, what were you? Well, Mary, go ahead. What did yours? I'm a number one, which I think is the best number because it's the first number. Because it's number one. (laughs) It's number one. I'm number one. Is that head? I'm number one. Uh, No. One is grouped with eight and nines, and that is gut. Hmm. Interesting. There's lots more. Again, you could do your own podcast on each of these little things. I'm trying to find Maybe the... that's because I have digestive issues. Mm, it's true. You do. You're, these, you're a little I'm, bit lactose intolerant. Or something. So I really am pretty sure that you did not ever come back as a one. Before now. Yeah. Was yeah. I a two before? Were you you in... have been a two before. <laughs> Wasn't Ben accusing me of being a seven? I have always felt like you were a seven. Which will make more well, sense. Well, yeah. Let me write well, that number down. So we can talk about it Seven later. is like very spontaneous. And I think at the time that I met you and for the oh, first two years that I knew you. There's a lot of influence of others around maybe me that's that how made you me There was a lot. And so I was seeing spontaneity. And mm-hmm. really what it was was that you were trying to please the people around you. And the yeah. people around you were very spontaneous. Yes. 100%. Which yeah. is not a connection I've ever made until right this second. That you were melding with those people mm-hmm. and doing what they wanted, and that's what they wanted. Yes. Yeah. And for I sure. have never thought about that. So, Mary. Yeah. As a one, let's uh-huh. see if any if you identify with any of these okay. statements. All right. People have told me I can be overly critical and judgmental. For sure. I can be. Oh, well, number two, I beat myself up when I make <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I usually, I'm not too hard on myself, generally. Maybe I'm not a one. Just flow with it. We'll figure it out if you're not. I don't feel comfortable when I try to relax. There's too much to be done. I think that would have been no back when we weren't so busy. But we're so busy right now. Yeah. It's a different thing. I don't know. This feels very uptight, this personality. (laughs) I didn't think I'm that uptight. So I'm interested that you say that because I think that that's typically what they get sort of accused of. Okay. 
it's the perfectionist. So it's very mm-hmm. like there's a right and there's a wrong way to do things. Do you think I'm a perfectionist? Yes. <laughs> I don't yes. like it when people ignore or break the rules. Like when the person oh, in the yeah. fast lane at the grocery store has more items than allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that they gave a specific She'll thing. cut a bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Details are important to me. Yeah, that's yep. true. Yep. I often find that I'm comparing myself to others. Mm, I wouldn't say that. So true. I don't think that's true for you either. Mm-hmm. I think you have a very healthy sense of who you are mm-hmm. and how you and how you're doing in the world, which I think is just indicative of the growth that you've had in yourself. Yeah, and I don't wish others who are successful ill. Sure. I want us all to be successful. Right. My success has nothing to do with anybody with anyone else's. else's. Yeah. Uh, let me say this really quickly too. She is for sure a perfectionist, but she's not mean to herself about it, you know? Right. You know, you're never down on yourself. I think you you have enough self-confidence. And I will let things go. Sure. It still but you may just not keep be... doing it until it's where you want, but if you don't get it, you don't beat yourself up. You're like, oh, okay, I still well. let it go out in the world. Like, yeah. look at the first few episodes of our podcast. They sounded like utter shit, but See, I let them get out. But you there you go, because that. I thought they were fine. <laughs> I don't think you felt that way at the time, though, did you? It's just a pawn. Like, you know, it's like anything. It it gets better over time. And so then in comparison, comparison. if I say I'll do it, I'll do it. Generally, that is true. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to let go of resentment. I don't think that's true. I think it is my responsibility to leave the world better than I found it. Yes. She makes me recycle. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of self-discipline. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to me that things are either right or wrong. That seems like a broad stroke statement. It's a little more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time thinking about how I could be a better person. I'd say I spend some time thinking about Mm -hmm. that. Okay. Forgiveness is hard for me. No, I don't think that's actually true. I notice immediately when things are wrong or out of place. Yes. (laughs) That's according to you. Maybe she doesn't think she does. (laughs) Can I say again? Yes. So I've got two more that I'm going to read. I like routine and don't readily embrace change. I do like routine, but I can be okay with change. I do my best when working on a project and wish others would do the same so I wouldn't have to redo their work. I don't redo anyone's work. I don't really overlap with anyone. But you do your best, though, for sure. Oh, for sure. I often feel like I try harder than others to do things correctly. That's comparing, and I don't really pay attention. Obviously, like anyone that, that writes a book on any subject, there's going to be varying opinions. And I feel like this particular book that I was reading out of, it's called The Road Back to You. I feel like it's a little bit biased. Like some types sound more negative than others. Yeah. So... I like to just kind of take the idea behind it. Yeah, because what this says to me is that if you identify in any way as a critical person, that means you are critical across the board. In every area of your life, you're critical. Right. And I don't know that that's accurate. There are certain ways I'm critical. Sure. But not in every way. So what else did it say on your... The wings? On your wings. It said 7W8? Seven wing eight. Seven wing eight. Interesting. I don't know what that means. What's no, you don't know what it means. But I do. <laughs> so the eight is the... Is it is the, that like your rising sign? The enforcer? It kind of is. <laughs> is so, <clears throat> okay. So there's nine types. You typically have a core number, and then you would have wings on either side of your number. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. those are the wings. Then there's another layer where you have the number that you go towards in health and the number that you go towards in stress. Okay. So the interesting thing I find here, if you are in fact a one, and I don't think that we have settled that you are Mm -hmm. most efficient in one energy yet, but the thing I'm finding interesting as someone who's always trying to make it about me is that one and two are the two numbers that I go to. Okay, because I would think that maybe in stress I would go to a one for sure. Because it's like the critical thing, you know? Okay, like, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. getting freaked out and I'm start criticizing stuff. Right. <laughs> so that would, and there's like, that's the next sort of place for us to look because I go to one in health. Okay. That's a good place for me to be, which means that you would go to four in stress and I believe you would go to a seven in health. You huh. would become a little bit freer, become a little bit more spontaneous, become a little bit more free. Is that a Did seven? That? Is that a seven? Okay. Yeah. Well, so what was the eight? It said seven and Wing eight. eight. Yeah. So the eight is the challenger. Okay. And some of them have kind of typical career paths that are assigned to them. It sort of helps people to understand broadly what you're looking for. So eight is generally like a social activist. Three hmm. is a politician. Four is usually like an artist. What's two? <laughs> so Am I in the wrong field? <laughs> you are not in the wrong field because you're in the right field for you. You are sure. doing your life the best way that you are going to do your life. 
I have many friends that are twos. Mm -hmm. This is not uncommon as growing up Mormon women. It's very self-sacrificing. It's just always looking at the needs of Mm -hmm. others. I personally know multiple twos who are therapists. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're definitely wanting to help in that way. Hmm. For Mary, though, I want to read some of these seven statements. Okay. To see if maybe you identify more with this. Or you might just be one of those people. Well, I think I was a seven the last time I took it. I think you might have been too. (laughs) When you weren't drunk making out with me at a bar last night. There's a part of me that really feels like that might be like the most honest, but I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) So I'm always the first person up for a last minute adventure. Um, for sure. I'm an optimist to a fault. If I have time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm optimist to a fault. I'm very optimistic. I don't like making hard and fast commitments to things. That's kind of true. Do you suffer from FOMO? FOMO? Fear Fear of missing missing out. (laughs) I used to when I was a kid, for sure. Anticipation is the best part of life. Uh, Not necessarily. People close to me say I can be argumentative and act superior. I don't think so. I don't like that one anyway, by the way. (laughs) Variety and spontaneity are the spices of life. I like variety. Sometimes I get so eager for the future, I can hardly wait for it to get here. Not really. So these next two, I think are going to be no. It's hard for me to finish things. When I get close to the end of a project, I start thinking about the next thing, and then I get so excited, I sometimes just move on. I used to be more like that than I am now. I'm more disciplined now. I usually avoid heavy conversations and confrontations. No. See, I think we're somewhere in the right ballpark with like Mm -hmm. the one, seven, four, but where you're most efficient, I'm not sure. Let's read some of the eights, shall we? eight came up. Eight Eight. is great. Eight is is great. I had a friend one time that was like, I know you're really attached to being a four, but what if you were an eight? (laughs) She was all scared that I would be So it's really hard to pinpoint what you are. Then you got to change your fucking coffee mug. Sometimes it is. Other times I think it's really easy. For me, it really was. Like the second I read anything about being a four, yep, that's, Mm -hmm. that's it. And Ben as a nine- it was like because every was time no I take Myers Briggs, it comes up with a P really? instead of J. Every I've taken it three times, and it's always a P versus a J. So it's perceiving versus judging, right? So that would indicate that you're taking in a lot of information, and before you make a judgment, you're not quick to make snap sure. judgments. I'm not saying I'm like high on on the P, maybe right? Like maybe I'm just over the border of P versus J, but that would indicate that. You're a little more open-minded than just making snap judgments about everything in life. And you don't feel like you are? No, I do. I was going to say, I I do feel But I don't think that's a description of a one. I think a one sounds very critical. And I am critical. And I think think they are particularly self-critical. Like, I, I, that's how yeah, I... I don't beat myself up very much. Yeah, I think you're just real healthy, and that makes it hard. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Damn honestly. it, Mary. I'm not kidding. Damn it, healthy Mary. It makes it hard. <laughs> I'm a little of this, a little of that. Right. You are exemplifying what it's like to have all the types and to be incorporating the positive sides of these types. I think that that's a really wonderful example because I think that's really true for you. I do. I think that's why it's been hard. And again, goes to the fact that you are the only one that would be able to know Mm -hmm. what feels most right to you. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the eights, we'll just go through some of these. I have been told I'm too blunt and aggressive. Sometimes. Doing things halfway is not my spiritual gift. I think that's probably true. I enjoy a good verbal skirmish just to see what others are made of. Not really. In relationships that matter to me, I insist on being honest about conflicts and staying in the fight till things are worked out. Yeah. It's hard for me to trust people. Not necessarily. Justice is worth fighting for. Yeah. I can sniff out other people's weaknesses the first time I meet them. Yes. Saying no isn't a problem You did not sniff out, but I had seven children. <laughs> is that a weakness? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stop. I'm I love my babies. Uh, saying no isn't a problem for me. That is correct. I welcome opposition. Bring it. I'm fine with it. I don't I make, know that I welcome it. I'm fine I make decisions it. fast and from the gut. Pretty much. I don't like it when people beat around the bush. That is correct. I'm wary of people who are super nice. Um, I can sniff out who you are pretty You have quickly. hit, yes, on at like all but one of these so far. So which one, so which number is this? This is eight. Okay. Um, when I walk into a room, I know immediately who has the most power. I think that's true, yes. Because it's you. Not necessarily. (laughs) I don't have much respect for people who don't stand up for themselves. Correct, 100%. One of my mottos is, a good offense is better than a good defense. Uh, Probably. I've never really thought about it. (laughs) Right. You have that, like, on, it's like your screensaver on your phone. You're like, I always say it. (laughs) Don't mess with people I love. 
Yeah. I know I'm respected, but sometimes I want to be loved. Well, for sure. Everybody wants love, right? I have no problem. Well, <laughs> no. There are other types of like. And <laughs> don't want love yeah. at all. I mean, they want it, but like that's not the. M- I'm not too worried about it because I think that I'm lovable. Because right. <laughs> I, I no, love you. I have no problem confronting a bully. I would say that's true. If God wanted people to wear their hearts on the sleeves, he would have put them there. Well, I don't that even know what that is. That's a shitty thing to really say. Statement. I believe in vulnerability, so I don't know yeah. if I'd agree with that statement. That Under sentence. my tough exterior is a tender, loving heart. Am I tough? Do I have a tough exterior? It's really soft and silky smooth. <laughs> I don't know that I would say tough. I lotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Interesting. Interesting. I think you're Nate. I could be. You might be most efficient in eight energy, Mary. Perhaps. So eights are looking for belonging through having an impact, Mm. which you said to me last time we were talking almost exactly that phrase. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think it was on the podcast that we're we're born and we die and we want to leave it a better place. We want to do what we can. Yeah. And we're doing the best that we can. This makes me feel better about my time here. If I can contribute in some way, I feel like I've spent my time better personally. Right. Right. That's really interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'm an eight. Maybe you are. Mm. So for those that are wondering, I'll read just through like what the rest of them are. So the type eight is the challenger. The type nine is the peacemaker. So Ben is a peacemaker. They meld really, really well to Mm. what is going on in the group. To the detriment of themselves at times, okay. not sticking up or saying what they need or want because they're just trying to sort of assimilate to the situation. The type one is the perfectionist, which we talked a little bit about. Type two is the helper. That's me. <laughs> type three is the performer. Also me. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so in here, he has type four listed as the romantic I prefer the individualist, but that would be very type four of me to say. Uh, type five is the investigator. So they really so like to gather. So all Mormon missionaries. Are not, <laughs> yeah. No, the people whose doors oh, right. they knock on. I always on. get that right. mixed up. They are trying to amass information and knowledge. Cruise director Steve. Have you ever been <laughs> friends with someone that you couldn't tell if they liked you or not because they just give you like nothing? And they keep hanging out with you, but you're like, but I can't really tell if you like me because you just... No, because I can get people to talk about pretty much anything. Not that they won't talk, but like they just are not like emotive at all. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I've got a lot of fives in my life. You do? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also particularly looking for that kind of validation. Like I just want to be like sure. Mm-hmm. Like you, you like me? Well, like, okay. You like me, so, right? like, <laughs> yeah, you, you like me, right? I, um, I dated somebody one time, and I would say her father was like that. You couldn't get anything from this guy. Probably, like, he was polite, but he would never really interact. My father. I was raised okay. by someone like this, okay. where which has let, I believe, definitely has led into why I am like I am, like, trying to get yeah. something from people, uh-huh. because I never got that yeah. from yeah. him. Yeah. He just didn't emote that way. Yep. So type six is the loyalist. Type seven is the enthusiast. That's the word that they use. Okay. So they all play into each other. We can have a little bit of all of these pieces. Like I said, the eight, nines, and ones are looking for belonging. The twos, threes, and fours are looking for connection. The five, six, and seven is looking for safety. Hmm. So we all have different things that are motivating us in the way that we show up in the world. So it's a very busted version. <laughs> busted <laughs> surface version busted of... Busted surface version of the Enneagram. I like it. Do you have any questions? Well, no, I, th- I think it's interesting that, like, I did come up with what I would say I am most comfortable in. And so for me, when you explain it, that, like, you're most efficient in this number, mm-hmm. that's different than you need to strive to be this yeah, or that. Yeah, no. So I am most efficient, I think, when I'm helping people, when I'm out there kind of doing doing the thing. What What about your number and efficiency? Well, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I want to go through it and just pick all the traits that I feel apply to me. Sure. And create my own number. Absolutely. <laughs> Is that I am a 69. Oh, oh geez. Low-hanging fruit with this <laughs> I'm also a teenage boy. Okay. <laughs> well, there's lots of things that play into it, like everything. There, It's not binary. It's yeah. not one or the other, and you don't have to over-identify or— You know, as an individualist, yeah. number four, uh-huh. I'm surprised you want some book telling you what you are. I felt so— understood. Yeah. I felt Mm. so seen. So this book that I have, it's called The Complete Enneagram, and it is like a 
total nerdy deep dive. I've read the entire thing. I have it marked up. When I am in a particularly depressive state, mm-hmm. reading this, particularly my section and like different ways that stress activates me and how I can come out of it is super helpful in a way that I've never had before because I've never felt really understood until I read this. Wow. I've tried to explain certain parts of my inner workings to Ben for a decade, and it wasn't until this, and he read this and realized, oh, like there is an inner lack in you that he doesn't possess, Mm -hmm. and so he could not understand because I wasn't ever able to verbalize it, Mm. and I think that can be helpful. It can be helpful in your relationships with people. Got it. If you are aware of how you operate, we should try to not over-identify other people, I think it does kind of get weaponized the way a lot of labels do. Like, oh, you're a one? Okay, I know everything about you, and I know how to figure this out, and I know how to manipulate this situation or whatever it is. Right. Like anything, it can be turned sour. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was really helpful because regardless of however anybody else is behaving, I know more about how I operate, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Well, there you go. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> Did you have anything to add about this, Shelley? No, I think it's great. I think we've talked about it. I just realized one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because I think oftentimes when we are enmeshed and codependent with a religion, mm-hmm. the way that many of those people that are listening were, it's almost impossible to be able to figure something like this out. I have thought over the years about my siblings and about friends that I have that are still Mormon, and I cannot even try to figure out what type they might be Mm. because everything is just so monochromatic and everything is so prescriptive. Well, and if you have subscribed to a thought pattern that's part of a culture— and you have adopted this as your own thought pattern, then you can't divorce yourself of that. No, you can't. I have a friend who said to me when she and I started talking about this and I was telling her about my experience as a four, and she's like, I don't even understand how you were Mormon. Like, look at your hair, look at the way you dress, look at the way you present yourself in the world and show up in the world. This is so not something that would have been acceptable there, and it wasn't, and I never would have tested as a four when I was Mormon, or I would have— and been like, oh, well, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a two. Everybody's a two. Uh-huh. Like, it's just what Mormon women Do are supposed th- to be. Well, that's, mm-hmm. Okay, that mm-hmm. reminds me of my next question. Is there a number that you think describes Mormons? <laughs> yes. Most Mormon women are twos, and most Mormon men are threes. What's three again? Yeah. Three is the performer. Oh. Every bishop you've ever had was a three or a one, or was presenting himself as a three or a one. Mm-hmm. Who knows how they really are inside? Right. But they put on this, this is how it looks. This is how you behave. Yeah. This is what yep. you do. This is how you get respect. This is how you get attention. This is how you get success completely. Yeah, I wonder if that's part of the shelf breaking for a lot of Mormon women who don't fit the mold. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, well, then how am I supposed to pull this off? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. This was a big part for me after leaving the Mormon church of understanding who I am. Because there is so much self-discovery that needs to happen when you divorce yourself of a situation like that. And this was the tool that fell into my lap and that I have used to try to figure out who I am. And Ben clearly is not a one or a three. No. No. And he has talked about how that was an issue for him because he wasn't mm. the bishop or the elders quorum president or whatever. And he didn't want to be. Yeah. But you're told you need that, to be. that yeah. you need to be. That's and what that you that's strive the right, for. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like it is, your, it is your really celestial eternal glory depends right. on you being someone that you're not. Uh-huh. And that just fights with you your whole life. Yeah. yeah. So if you, like us, mm-hmm. have needed some self-discovery— might I direct you towards the Enneagram? Interesting. Spell it for our, our, our listeners again. <laughs> E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Right on. And is there a particular website where they should take the test, do you know? Honestly, like if you type in free Enneagram test, I think anything that you find, like I said, it's just a jumping off point. Mm-hmm. So because you took that test, we went through the ones. It wasn't accurate, but it said seven wing eight was also an option. So we checked those and those yeah. seemed like to be a little bit more. So really it's just a jumping off point. And I am always free and open to answer questions. I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Interesting. Interesting. Which reminds me. Through our web mail, I think we should all get individual email addresses. Would you like that? Let's do it. Okay. If you have questions for Diana about Enneagrams, we are going to 
try to hook that up. That'd be awesome. Okay. Mm, I like it. Of course, it. I don't know the addresses right now. www. <laughs> For now, just email contact at latterdaylesbian.org and put in the subject line Enneagram question or for but Diana. But if that's too hard to spell, just it. say for Diana. That works Because that's too. a shitty word to spell. I'm not going to lie. I've said it like three <laughs> times and I still don't know how to start it. Can you say it better than colloquialism? I, will not oh, I did it though. You did it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take one Should more break. Let's take a break. We have patrons to get to. We do have patrons. Right we'll on. be right back. All righty. We are supported by BetterHelp.com. We have mental health professionals periodically on our show, and we wanted to find an affordable online therapy option for our listeners. I think BetterHelp is it. Yep. They will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can always change counselors if you want. You can send messages to your counselor and receive timely responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than just normal counseling, and financial aid is available. And through this exclusive offer, LDLers get 10% off their first month. Visit betterhelp.com slash LDL. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LDL for 10% off your first month. Start living a happier life today. We are back. It's patron time. I don't know why I feel really like like songsy today. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what's going on with me. I liked it. Did you? Not really. Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. I was going to say you want to go make out, but now... Retracting Can you sing statement. it in your Josh Groban You know, voice, cannot. <laughs> my Enneagram cannot. One hated it. <gasps> it was the wrong way to do that. It was the wrong way. My Enneagram Two <laughs> needs you to love me and love my song. That is so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but my Enneagram Eight says, "Go for it." Oh, my Enneagram <laughs> Three says, "Okay, everybody, look at me going for it." <laughs> also accurate. So far, Shelly is killing it. <laughs> Or would that be more of a seven trait? Oh, no, that's a very three. No, okay. All right, shall we get to the patron Let's names? Let's do. Um, okay. We have exactly five. We're down to five again. Um, because let me just, Step let me it just up, point people. out that I was hoarding names, and Mary's like, you got to say the name. So I've been doing more names per episode, and now we're running low. That's because you're living from a mindset of scarcity. Well, what I need to live <laughs> from is a mindset of people. Join us on Patreon. We have so much fun. Don't forget, at the $3 tier through the end of February, you can still receive... The Christmas letter and cute pictures of the dogs in holiday outfits digitally. Mm-hmm. And um, all tier levels, 10% go to support our causes, flourish counseling services, and protecteverychild.com. Yeah, and by the way, we will be having directors of both of those organizations on as guests in the future. Well, there you go. So, are we ready? Are we ready? Should we assign these patrons an Enneagram number? <laughs> Katie S, you are a two. Oh, oh poor Katie. Oh, you are you are hurting my sacred Enneagram soul. <laughs> Katie S, thank you for being a two with me. I really needed to connect with you in such a way. And so now we both feel good. Next is Chrissy A. Chrissy A that sounds is like a six. Chrissy A is a six. What's a six? The loyalist. Chrissy, you oh, are okay. so loyal. They're sort of run by like Fear and anxiety. Chrissy A. But for them, it feels good. So <laughs> it's right. fine. Chrissy A, enjoy your sixth life. Um, next, Elizabeth M. Oh, Elizabeth's an eight. Oh. But that's, that's a good thing. Wait, yeah. what's an eight? Again? Is good. That's Mary. Oh, Elizabeth, you're just like Mary. <laughs> I bet you're hot. For sure you're hot. Thanks, Elizabeth M., for being in Mary's camp of eight. <laughs> next, I don't know how you're going to give this one a number because this oh, is. Oh, I'll fr- find a way. Boobies and newbies. Four. It's a seven. A seven? What's seven? <laughs> seven is the enthusiast. They just want to party it up. <laughs> Boobies and the newbies. Shirts are off. It's time to go. <laughs> I like Se- it. Shirtless sevens can come to our party anytime. <laughs> and lastly, Holly H. Holly's a four with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I'd like good. a friend. Okay. Uh-huh. Come on over. We can cry together over emotional music <laughs> and people will not understand what's happening. By the way, real quick, Boobies and Newbies um, is a podcast. Just throwing that out there. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. And thanks you for supporting us, Boobies and Newbies. Thank you all for supporting us. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. Is that all the patrons today? Sure. But I would also like to remind people that at ucplaces.com, we are kicking ass. We are getting to the point in the app process where people are going to be able to create their own 
tours. Just think of where you live and what would be cool. You can create a tour. You will be able to send it into UC Places and we will pay you for it. So if you haven't started- Unless it sucks. Unless it sucks and you can kiss my ass. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Um, So if you want to keep updated on the process and the improvements on this exciting thing we're doing, go to ucplaces.com. That's the letter U, the letter C, Mm places.com, or follow the UC Places Facebook page. Is there anything in this book that describes people who don't finish one section but jump ahead to another section? Is that me? That's Shelly. <laughs> because I wanted to say, if you would like to support us on Patreon, oh, yeah. please visit yeah. patreon.com slash Lesbian to sign up. Shelly might not be the seven, but she's got some strong seven energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she can't take it out of her. <laughs> she's just... Is it the wing? Do you have a seven wing? She I doesn't don't. have a seven wing. Oh, huh. And she doesn't even go there in stress or health. I got to figure it out. She's, right. Would you gosh, figure me out already, Diana? I mean, confusing, I'm so confusing individuals with their own makeup. It's really hard. <laughs> I think that covers it. Does that cover I, it? Yeah, I think we're uh, all wrapped up here. Right on. Thank you to Diana for yes. her insight and helping us figure out who welcome. we are. Um, oh, yeah. and again, if anyone wants a little bit more information coming from my voice, you can go to your friend's podcast and we have an Enneagram episode. Oh, right on. Is it labeled very clearly? It is. It's an accidental Enneagram episode. That's what it says. Okay. <laughs> I hate when I accidentally talk about I did. Enneagrams. I just was like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this today. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, this was a purposeful Enneagram Yes. Uh, no episode. accidents here. None. Um, and I want to give a little shout out to Dan at Extension Audio. Thank you, Dan. Thanks Hi, for Dan. putting up with this episode. Good luck, Dan. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Remember, steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.